Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I'm your host, Morgan. So, this episode is kind of perfect for getting back on track. And I'm so sorry that it has taken so long to get this new episode out. Life is just, it's crazy, guys. It's its just crazy. There are a few things that I've wanted to comment on, but I guess I'm saving them for a rainy day because they're just... They're, I'm trying to go a new direction and trying to be less ranty and negative in my life. And there's just... I'm from the U.S. and it is a election year coming up like so we have all these campaigns and debates going on and there's some hot button topics and issues that I'm just wanting to commentate on but trying to find the best way to do it mm, eh, maybe I'll probably do the that some episodes later, but eh, eh, again, just saving them for a rainy day. <laughs> it, again, it's, it's just with this new direction, it's hard to go in to too many rants and, and I really just can't justify it. I'm, and this is why this is like the most perfect episode, speaking of mindfulness, because is it really worth it? Like there's Ah, anyways, uh, <laughs> just, ah, I'm still very opinionated and still have plenty of things to commentate on, sometimes rant about, but, but while being more mindful and trying to find the lesson and the positivity in it these days, so I'm just, I'm just going to hold off. Oh, who am I kidding? <laughs> Sorry for the little hiatus. Again, sorry for the little hiatus. We've we've had a really crazy life uh, here recently. Like the last two kids are both boys um, had their birthdays. One in August, one just recently in September, and with school starting back up for our oldest and then for Aaron going back into college. It's and work, my work. I mean, I've been working a ton of overtime and it's just and if it's just crazy and I've had a few mandatory like training classes and yeah. It's it's just been a really this time of year is when it gets really busy for me personally and my family. Because again, August is one, is our youngest's birthday month. And then September, our oldest has his birthday. And then there's Halloween and it's then followed by Thanksgiving and then it's followed by Christmas. And it just doesn't seem, it just snowballs from that first birthday back to school time in August. And it just, it doesn't slow down until after the new year. <laughs> and then 
probably about February, March, April, May. June gets like really kind of calm. Even though March, April, and May, March is Aaron's birthday month, April's my birthday month, and our daughter was born in May. It's still just a little more relaxed, a little more calm. I mean, May gets a little crazy because it's our daughter's birthday, and that's usually when school ends for kiddo, for our oldest son that's in school. So... It gets a little crazy, but it doesn't get too bad. And then summer, I mean, most parents would say like, oh no, it gets super crazy during the summertime with our kids home all the time. It's more easy to get into a routine and and a more relaxed routine because you don't really have to worry about, oh crap, we've got to go to the school bus. And if we don't go to the school bus, like if we don't go to crap, I have to get you to school. And if you don't go to school, then holy crap, your teachers are going to like freak out. And before you know it, we're going to get a call from a school. We might get a call from DCS. You never fucking know because these days things are a little weird. Ah, there's not a lot of stress and anxiety in the mornings. And I don't know, just, just spring and summer are kind of the chill time. In the regroup, rebound, refigure time. But anyways, let's get into it. Mindfulness. That is today's topic. And this is kind of a part one because I'm going to be talking about what mindfulness is and what it, some benefits of it. So sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so mindfulness, what is it? Honestly, even after all the videos that I've watched on it and all the articles that I've read on it, it's still a little hard for me to explain, but I'm going to try my best. So it's a fancy way of saying be present, be aware. So far, that's what I've gathered from it. So, And it really is a practice, just like a positive mindset. We have eighty we have like sixty thousand thoughts a day and eighty percent of them are all negative. So like anything in life, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's a practice. You have to actively try. For most of us, there are a few exceptions to the rule, as always, where it just comes natural to people, but for a lot of us it's it's a practice or and then for the lucky few it's just a way of being or for those that have practiced it enough to where it's now second nature it's it's a way of being it mindfulness teaches us to be okay with our emotions inside of us 
in the moment that we're feeling them. So in the now, it helps us to be more present and not to spend time, too much time in the future or too much time dwelling on the past, but rather being more present in the here and now and having a more present mindset. Because if you live in the past, that usually spurs on depression. And when you live in the future, you typically bring on anxiety and stress and crazy hectic feelings. (laughs) So if we are focused on the past or too focused on the future, we can't be in the moment and enjoy it. One of my favorite books, and it was a children's story, is um, Three Very Good Questions. When is the right time to do something? Now, who is the most important? Whomever you're with. Like, at this moment, right now, I'm by myself and talking to you guys. Um, So, you as my audience are more the most important and deserve my undivided attention. And when's the best time to record this? I mean, it's, it's now. And then I forget what the other one was. Oh, I'm so terrible guys. It's been so crazy. It's been long, long days. They're starting to blur together, but it, but it's a really good story. And at the time I didn't realize that, um, it, it's, it's a story about mindfulness. It's this little boy and it's a take on, it's an adaptation of an older story by, I believe a Russian philosopher. Um, I believe I'm not a hundred percent. I really should have made better notes on this, I guess. But um, it's it's three questions or three very good questions. I'll look it up and I'll add it in. I'm sure of it. But at the time, I didn't realize that it was a story about being mindful. And it's this little boy that... He has these three questions as to what the meaning of life is. And as he's trying to figure out these questions, he and his dog have this red kite and they're traveling through the forest in the mountains because the tortoise, he was told that the tortoise was the most wise being. And as he's traveling to the mountains to speak to this wise and sage tortoise um, to get his questions answered he runs into three problems that like a mother panda and a baby panda baby panda is missing from the mother panda and he helps the panda the baby panda reunite with the mother there's and he he gets presented with three different problems that he you know he helps with because he's a good kid and he naturally just wants to help. 
but he's also focused on um, meeting this tortoise, and then, and so he helps these these animals that he comes across along the way. He he helps solve the problems of these three problems that arise, and when he gets to the tortoise, the tortoise, you know, asks him, because the tortoise sees all, he's on the mountaintop, so he was watching this all go on and stuff, and he was all like, so remember when you helped the panda, the, the baby panda reunite with the mom panda? Well, that was, to answer your question, when is the best time to act? Helping was the best time to act, then and now. You were there. You were present. That this was happening in the now. That's the best time. And who's the most important person? Right now, it's you and me. You getting your questions answered. But the most important person at the time wasn't you and your questions getting answered. It was the panda and reuniting the baby with the mom. That was the most important per- person. And it it's a really good story. I, I highly recommend it. And I'll have to find it. And I'll, I'll add it in here. But, but our brains, like, but it does pose a very interesting thing. Like, our brains cannot be in two time frames at once. And when the boy was focused on getting to the tortoise... And that became his overall arching goal, and he was looking forward. He he started thinking future, like, yes, I'm going to get my questions answered and stuff. That when he's presented with some of these problems at first, when they arise, he he helps, yes, but there's kind of that whole, like, he kind of gets a little anxious because the day is starting to slip away and stuff. But then, but he can't really focus on the now and so, and he, and some of these problems that were presented made him realize that he had to focus on the now. And, and our brains cannot be in two time frames at once. If we are focused on the past, we can't be in the moment, in the present now, and enjoy it. And if we're focused on the past, we can't appreciate what we have in front of us right this moment and and if we are revisiting the past and taking our time there again we cannot enjoy the here and now and if we go forward to the future and and spend our time in the future worrying about things that haven't occurred yet and golly, how do we get there? How do we do this? It can be very defeating. We can get very defeated and self-deprecating and and then, you know, think of all the what-ifs and play the what-if game, both with past and future. But when you start thinking about, like, the future, it's like, oh, man, you get this goal in mind. And sometimes it's great to think that way, but, but then when you're worry too much about like oh if I do this then the outcome's gonna be this and ooh and and then if it's you know you start thinking about how all the the ways it can go wrong and everything and 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 then you're just 
you can't enjoy the here and now because you're too worried about an outcome that may or may not happen. And and then you get like anxiety riddled. And I know that with me as a parent, it just gets to a point where I start getting snippy and snappy with those I love. And and then I I focus so much on on doing things that need to be done but don't have to be done right then and there and then I'm the one that then misses out on time with because I'm so focused on the future like oh my gosh this this load of laundry even if it's like 30 minutes in the future like when the laundry gets done and oh I'm gonna have to fold it but it'll be lunchtime and then I'll never get this stuff folded and it'll just sit on the table and oh and then before you know it I'm just overwhelmed and stressed out and just super okay guys it's time to eat oh my gosh sit down sit down you need to eat okay no please eat you really need to eat oh my gosh there goes the washer I need to switch laundry around guys can you just ah ah Uh, uh, and I'm bouncing around like a ping pong ball and it's just, it's awful. And I know other people kind of go through the same thing. So the practice of mindfulness helps us to slow down our brain by focusing on the present, by observing what is going on, what's happening now without judgment. And that's the really hard thing too. That's another hard thing without judgment, like focusing on the here and now without future freak out. Oh my gosh. If I don't get my laundry folded and my dad comes over, like he says he's going to, I'm never going to hear the end of it. All he's going to do is just like constantly say, wow, this is how you live. Oh my gosh. And even though he may not do that, but I, there's that judgment factor that comes in and, and we are definitely our own worst critics and we judge ourselves harder. So mindfulness is like a psychological process of refocusing our attention to our experiences occurring in the present moment. It also teaches us to be okay with our present emotions going on inside of us in the now how to approach them with curiosity rather than gut instinct reactions and in mindfulness when we slow down our brain and we focus on the here and now and we give our chance we give ourselves the chance to really think about the emotions that we are experiencing and to approach them with curiosity, to observe them, allowing us to feel them and then learn how to respond to our environment without an initial gut reaction and and letting the negative emotions go gracefully accepting them, gracefully acknowledging them, approaching them with a curiosity of what is making me feel this way? Why am I angry? 
Am I angry because I'm hurt? Am I angry because I don't understand? And what do I need to do to understand? Like, it, it slows down our brains and gets us to focus on the now. And trust me, our worlds are very busy. The world is busy. It never stops. And and it can and I know how busy and crazy the day-to-day grind can be with kids, daily chores, planning events, work, hitting all of those check boxes and goals we make for ourselves. It all distracts away from the connections we have with the present moment. And I have been less in the moment recently and jumping too far in the future and then then completely overreacting and reminiscing about the past. Like, golly, I... You know, and then the mom guilt sets in. Like, I should have spent more time. I should have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. I could have. And you know what? If I had just slowed myself down and took a moment to really think about it, I could have accomplished all that. Or at least 60 to 70% and not feel so icky. And it's, and again, it's been a real crazy time recently with birthdays and school and all of that so and then you know I'm I'm also thinking future too because like this Saturday um one of my friends is getting married and she asked me to do her hair and makeup and for like two days I was like stressing and freaking out about it like oh my gosh we need to do a trial run oh my gosh we need to do this and you know what when I went to her bachelorette bachelor party because her and her fiance did husband to be soon um you know they did a joint party and stuff and she was like dude calm down you got this Morgan if I didn't trust you I wouldn't have asked you and it made me realize like I was freaking out over nothing (laughs) because she's right I I do know what I'm doing and I'll and it will be fine and she will look fabulous so again like this is it's it's a busy time and with me even listing off in the introduction to this episode the whole Like, oh my gosh, we just had a birthday, and now the next thing is Halloween, and then after that, it's Thanksgiving, and then after that, it's Christmas. Like, I'm already future thinking, and just even doing that intro and thinking about all of that, just it just makes me squirm on the inside, and I just have to take a breath, so. (laughs) And I'm still new to the practice of mindfulness in my daily life, and as you can tell, it's just been a bit of a struggle lately. And a little slow going. But practice, practice, practice. And on that note, we shall take a brief break. (laughs) 
so welcome back. And refocusing on today's topic of mindfulness. So, mindfulness has its roots in Buddhism, but it doesn't necessarily have to be religious, and most religions have some sort of prayer or meditation technique or practice to help us shift our focus and thoughts away from our busy preoccupations and busy lives and that checklist that constantly hangs over our head and to shift our focus and thoughts more toward an appreciation and focus on the present moment. This also helps us to not just enjoy life more, but helps give us a larger perspective of life in general. So like when having those aha moments of, you know what, is it really worth stressing about? Like, like for our son, our oldest son's birthday, he's old enough now to where he's made some friends and we could finally do like more of a group birthday rather than intimate close friends close family and and yet and I was just like worried about like you know what happens if people don't show up like what happens if he considers these people his friends and then they don't show up and how's that going to affect him and stuff and you know what I I, we're still celebrating his birthday and he's still happy because he gets cupcakes and presents it doesn't matter like he really is just that kind of a kid where he just lives in the moment himself. And I love kids. I love my children. They remind me of this every day, that it's the present moment that their memories are built on, that, that they, that shape them and form them. What happens now is, is what they are. So they're young enough that they're in the now. And we also at my house don't do like my kids, my oldest just turned seven. Uh, we don't let them play video games. Uh, I think the only thing that we really let them do is like watch TV, maybe a little more than we should, but I mean, much past that, there's no smartphones, there's no video games, there's no Nintendo DS, Nintendo switch, no handheld devices that our kids are actually allowed to ever really use unless of course we go over to grandpa's house because he has a switch. But I mean, much past that, like we just try to keep, we try to keep our kids up on technology, but at the same time, like we just want our children to be children, to have an imagination and to have cognitive reasoning and problem solving and just letting them enjoy being a kid. And I mean, I know video games and stuff. I I don't actually think um, my grandparents had an old original Nintendo game system. And I think when we were, I think when I was like seven and my brother was eight, we actually got a Sega. He got a Sega when he was eight years old. And and even then, it was very, very limited. Like, we could only play for like an hour a day. And typically, it was like on family game night and stuff. So, and then my dad got a Nintendo 64. And 
yeah, GoldenEye and um, Mario Kart were like the only games that were ever really played on that thing. Um, and again, it was more in a family game night type setting. It wasn't every day. So I just, so yeah, kids are, kids are great reminders because they live in the now. Um, animals, like when I trained my dogs and I trained my horses, they were very present. They were very now. And when I was training them, it, it, I had to be focused on like the now. And when there was like some bad incidents, it was just kind of like, ah, dang, I kind of lost my patience. And like, you know, with one of my horses, we had a bad riding accident due to just, it just wasn't a good horse day (laughs) as I called it. And as I still call it. Um, it was just like, my horse was in a really funky mood. I was in a horrible mood and just making dumb decisions and my horse just picking up on my negative piss poor attitude and just kind of like, I don't know if I should in, in my horse's way of questioning my decisions. And it ended up in in a kind of a bad accident like my horse and I both took a tumble down a hill about 10 feet um my horse wasn't injured physically (laughs) I on the other hand almost lost my leg my left leg from the knee down it was just terrible and I remember just like oh my gosh my horse is going to remember this terrible experience and, and he's never going to want me on his back again. He's just going to be so worried and freaked out that I don't know what I'm doing and he's going to hurt me and that's just going to kill him. And so, you know, it, he knew that I was hurt. And so when I was healing up, he was like very gentle and very caring. But I mean, much past that, like the moment that I came walking out into the field without crutches and without really limping, uh, he, like the first time putting the saddle on him again after that, he was very like, yeah, let's go. Finally, we could do this again. And it's like, he had no memory of what had happened there. Like there was no fear. There was no, it, it was just focused on the now. So, and And again, one of my more mindful practices is, I'm sure you guys can guess it. Yeah, you guessed it. Journaling, particularly my gratitude journal, because I think about, typically, I try to get to it, like, shortly, like, as quickly, as close to the moment as I can, like, when my kids do something, or when Aaron does something that like really just makes me grateful for what I have. So typically at the end of the day, being present on the day and stuff before I go to bed, I I typically write in my gratitude journal and, and I try to just be thankful for the moment that I had of positivity and and enjoy it you know, and, and write it down and kind of capture that 
hold on to that feeling. So um, mindfulness and the practice of mindfulness are actually now, in fact, being scientifically studied. And it has been found as a key element in overall happiness, but also in stress reduction, anxiety reduction, reducing depression, panic attacks, eating disorders, substance abuse, and and self-esteem. Like, now mind you, my personal belief is mindfulness as a personal practice is helpful and and is amazing. And I know that I've also, when looking into mindfulness, I came across a few articles and videos where they people talk about it and they're like, is mindfulness a scam? And it, and it can be a little scammy. And, and where you see this happen is typically when corporations and businesses use mindfulness, like mindfulness for their employees to deal with work stress as a way to cope with the company not ever going to hire more employees. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's not really mindfulness. Now, mindfulness does help with coping, coping mechanisms for our environments, but, but it, it helps or it is supposed to help people to accept our own experiences rather than react to them primarily with gut reaction and aversion and or avoidance, including accepting our painful emotions as they happen. Not just the feel-good, squishy emotions, but also dealing and coping with our painful emotions. And meditation or cognitive behavioral therapy do share common goals of helping us to gain perspective on our irrational maladaptive and self-defeating thoughts and 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 when companies use mindfulness and I use that term very loosely in this regard like when companies use mindfulness practices to cope with being understaffed with an unreasonable workload stressing you out and how to deal with, like, you know, how to deal with that workload, knowing full well that they have no intention of, of getting the staff. Like, it is not truly irrational to try and teach, well, no, it is truly irrational to try and teach your employees mindfulness practices to extract as much productivity and loyalty, I guess, by masquerading as caring because we're, we're giving you a chance to just take a 10-minute break out of your two 15-minute breaks a day. One of those, we have mindfulness classes for you. Like... It, it, it can turn most folks off to true mindfulness and make folks feel as though it's a scammy practice. So it's almost like, well, no, 
know it's especially like folks knocking on self-care hard and so mindfulness is very much a practice and it's in all religions um and even if you're non-religious there's there's all these practices and these texts out there on how to focus on the here and now and you just have to find what works for you um again me taking 10 minutes uh to just write in my journal or like when I'm having a really icky day and I'm having these icky emotions and stuff and I realize that I'm starting to kind of take it out on the people I love and care about like taking that moment to stop and just turn to my journal and and just get it all out and then to kind of look it over and go oh so that's why I feel this way and that's what caused me like that right there is a practice in mindfulness and then after I just get it out and experience it in a healthy non-destructive way and just and I kind of sit there and and you know um writing in my journal helps to slow when you're writing in a journal anyways it, it helps to slow down your thoughts because when you're physically handwriting putting pen to paper and actually writing stuff out you're more mindful about what you're writing down so it slows your brain down to think more clearly and and rationally about what you're experiencing and that truly is what mindfulness is and what it's supposed to do and for me it's it's journaling is one of the biggest mindfulness practices um that I do and my meditation before going to sleep um you know where it's just like focusing on different parts of your body and just relaxing those muscles and and focusing on them and releasing that tension and stuff and just getting comfortable with like yeah it just that's what mindfulness is so okay well there you go mindfulness is to help bring us to the present and then basically help us work through and accept our emotions, thoughts, um, experiences, and the world around us. And to move on and not dwell on or get too far ahead of ourselves. And to dwell on the past or to get so far ahead of ourselves in the future that we like stress ourselves out. So um, I'm not 100% sure if my next episode will be a part two of mindfulness or not because again like I stated earlier there's a few things that I just kind of want to commentate on but I'm definitely going to do a part two of, of mindfulness and like some practices that you guys can do besides journaling because I know journaling's like a thing that I push I already had to buy a new journal and I started I bought my first journal back in like June, so that's actually very exciting because I've never finished a journal before. It's kind of sad, but also exciting at the same time. Anyways, I just, 
Yeah, so, um, also, a good article that I used for this that explains it a lot better and goes into a lot more detail um, is on helpguide.org, Benefits of Mindfulness, Harvard Health article. So if you guys want to look into it, like, that's one of the better articles that I found on mindfulness and that I kind of pulled from to do this episode on. So, so yeah. So thank you again for plugging in and listening. Please feel free to reach out to me at displacedunderdogs at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook by searching displaced underdogs podcast. Um, yeah. So, sorry it's a little bit of a shorter, briefer episode, but it's been a crazy, crazy week, and I I realize after looking at my script and stuff that I am all over the board, and I just, I didn't want to try and pump out an episode, but I kind of did without meaning to, so, yeah, I'm sorry, guys, but, uh... Until next time, stay safe, create, and enjoy your day. And don't worry, I won't have quite the long break between the next episode and this one. So, yeah. Be safe, guys, and enjoy yourselves. (laughs) Bye.